All right. Welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Monday, February 26, 2024, the ninth Monday of the year, the last of this month. And if you are observing, today is the 13th day of Lent. Hope you had a fantastic and safe weekend doing whatever it is you love to do. Hopefully that included watching some Newsmax. It was a busy weekend of news. If you are one of the many Newsmax Daily listeners in the great state of Texas, heads up. A heat wave is rolling through the Lone Star State today with a high of 90 expected in the Big D on February the 26th. Other potential record-breaking temperatures in some other parts of the state as well. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments today in two cases about policing online speech posted to social media. Republicans say the big social media companies are engaged in censorship and they want to put an end to it. The companies say that under the First Amendment, they have the right to set their own content standards just like any other publisher does. So you'll be hearing a lot about that through the day and the night. Saturday's Republican presidential primary in South Carolina and CPAC, the conservative political action conference that brought conservatives from all around the country to the Washington, D.C. area for the weekend, is what's topping the news. This is Trump speaking in Columbia, South Carolina, after trouncing Nikki Haley by double digits in her home state on Saturday. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. An even bigger win than we anticipated. And I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So that's pretty good. So it's a record times two, and there's something going on in the country. Some really great things are going on. You look outside and you see all of the horror. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from. They come from jails. They come from Prisons, they come from all sorts of places that we don't want to know. They come from mental institutions and insane asylums. And we don't want that in our country. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to stand for it. You have terrorists coming in. You have people coming in that we just can't, uh, we can't do this. No country could, could sustain what's happening to the United States of America. No country. So we're going to straighten things out. The border is... The worst it's ever been. You know, in 2016, we won, and we had a bad border, and I talked about the border a lot, talked about it a lot, and uh, I said, we're going to fix it, we're going to fix it. We fixed it very quickly, and in 2020, we couldn't talk about it, although we did get millions of more votes a second time. But now there's a spirit that I have never seen. We ran two great races, but there's never been, ever, there's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like that. And a big part of, uh, of that is the people standing behind me. These are, the, these are the biggest officials in South Carolina, but I say like the biggest officials in our country as far as I'm concerned. They're really, they're state figures, but they're national figures. And in the truest sense of the word, they love our country so much and they want to see our country succeed and be respected again. Right now, we're a laughing stock all over the world. Our country is going to be respected again, respected like never before. So this is a a fantastic evening. 
It's an early evening and a fantastic. You can all go down and you can celebrate for about 15 minutes and we have to get back to work because the big date, the big date, you know, Michigan's coming up. We're doing great. The auto workers are going to be with us 100 percent because they got sold out by this country. But Michigan's up and uh, we're going to have a tremendous success there. And then we have a thing called Super Tuesday. And uh, I think we're leading 91 to 7 overall. The Michigan presidential primary is tomorrow, both Republican and Democrat. Super Tuesday is March 5th, which is like a week away. In his 13-plus minute speech, Trump made no mention of Nikki Haley. He saved that for his CPAC speech, which we'll get to in a little bit. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, as I uh, anticipated on Friday, was on stage with Trump. And as you know, he is reportedly high up on Trump's list of potential running mates. Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, he went out and he was ripping it. I said... I said, what happened to Tim Scott? What a dynamo. And he has been one of our great advocates. He's been doing things that have been unbelievable. And I'm just very happy he didn't have that same energy drive because I think I probably would have been out of the race a long time ago. But I want to say a very special man. I I really do mean it. So many people have such great respect for him. And you're very lucky to have him in the state. Tim, please, say a few words. Hello, South Carolina! The longer, the longer I speak, the less you hear of him. So let me just ask one survey question, and you better answer it loud and clear. Is South Carolina Trump country? Thank you very much, Tim. Really great job. Amazing. And here's what Nikki Haley had to say at campaign headquarters in Charleston. I feel blessed tonight. I've felt blessed through this entire journey. Even when it's been tough, I haven't lost sight of that. I've felt God's strength and grace every step of the way. I'm blessed to have served the state that raised me. And I look forward to continuing to be blessed to serve the state that raised me, whether it's going and voting with my mom or whether it is um, being with our family. We're very grateful for the good people of South Carolina. Thank you. And it's a blessing to know that across our sweet state, Everyone wants to bring back the America we know and love. That's the underlying message of what happened today. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory. And I want to thank the people of South Carolina for using the power of your voice. No matter the results, I love the people of our state. I love what we accomplished together, and I love how we united during our worst challenges and tragedies. 
I've always seen our state as a family. Families are honest with each other. They say the hard truths. That's what I've done this entire campaign. And that's what I'll do now. What I saw today was South Carolina's frustration with our country's direction. I've seen that same frustration nationwide. I share it. I feel it to my core. I couldn't be more worried about America. It seems like our country is falling apart. But here's the thing. America will come apart if we make the wrong choices. This has never been about me or my political future. We need to beat Joe Biden in November. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Nikki Haley speaking in Charleston, South Carolina on Saturday. She was already on the ground in Michigan Sunday ahead of tomorrow's primary, delivering her same we need to win the general election message and Donald Trump can't do it. The former president went from South Carolina to Maryland to speak at CPAC. At the ballot box this November, it's you and the people you have to be and will deliver a reckoning like they haven't even imagined before. We're going to straighten out our country. We're going to bring our country back. For hardworking Americans, November 5th will be our new Liberation Day. But for the liars and cheaters and fraudsters and censors and imposters who have commandeered our government, it will be their Judgment Day. Their Judgment Day. When we win, the curtain closes on their corrupt reign and the sun rises on a bright new future for America. That's what we have to have. I believe it's our last chance. You know, I used to say how important in 2016 that you got to do it. It's the most important election. I meant it, but that was nothing compared to where we are now. What, you know, we had a big border problem and I solved it. So much so that in 2020, I couldn't even mention it. I'd say, let's talk about the border. Sir, you've solved that problem. You don't have a border. I don't care. I want to talk about the border. I talk about the border. Everybody would sit there. They wouldn't even say anything because we had no problem. I solved it. But who would have thought that now we have a border problem that's 20 times worse than what we had in 2016? 20 times. And we'll solve that one, too. But it's going to have to be very strong action, and it's going to have to happen fast before our country is just totally overwhelmed. Your victory will be our ultimate vindication. Your liberty will be our ultimate reward. And the unprecedented success of the United States of America will be my ultimate and absolute revenge. That's what I want. Success will be our revenge. The former president, as he has done for the last several years, headlining the conservative political action conference on Saturday night, Crooked Joe Biden, you remember The Apprentice? Crooked Joe Biden, you're fired. Get out of here. Get the hell. You're you're destroying our country. You're fired, Biden. Get the hell out of here. Right? 
Arizona Senate candidate Carrie Lake, one of the many others that spoke at CPAC over the weekend. Ronald and Donald, they may be a little bit different in tone, but Reagan and Trump were both the perfect man for the moment. I remember it vividly. I was just a kid when, when Jimmy Carter left America in an ash heap, and Ronald Reagan inherited that, but it was his calm optimism and frankly, a little bit of humor, we always loved that, that brought us together as Americans and inspired us and reminded us that we could get through that difficult time if we stuck together. And then nearly three decades later, a man with golden hair came down a golden escalator and he gave us another reminder. <laughs> Donald Trump was exactly the man we needed in 2015 and he's exactly the man we need today for the job. Thank you. You guys are too kind. Thank you. You know, I, I like the bull in a china shop ideology. I like, I like a strong man. We got way too many weaklings out there. How? <laughs> Let me hear from the ladies out there. We're tired of the beta men. We want some alpha men. And we got a number one alpha man in Donald J. Trump. I think we've got, we've got some pretty strong men in this room as well. And that's what is going to get us through this difficult time. You know, I don't really care if he pissed off the fake news. I really don't. Those mean tweets brought us world peace. They really did. And let's face it, these people, you know, these people in the fake news, the propagandists, they are people like at the Washington Post. Remember, they are the same propagandists who called terrorists religious scholars, and they call parents domestic terrorists. These people are off their rocker. So I'll tell you, these guys, you guys back there, you lie about President Trump all the time. You have been on an eight-year mission to destroy the man who's fighting for us. Eight-year mission. But the good news is, guys, I've got good news for you. Nobody is reading that garbage anymore. That's former news anchor Carrie Lake calling out the fake news media Trump style. Trump, Carrie Lake, Sebastian Gorka, Matt Gates, all delivering the MAGA red meat that most, if not all, of the attendees there were hoping to hear. Newsmax host Tom Basili, who broadcast his show America Right Now from CPAC, made some very important points during his show that I think you need to hear. Welcome back to America Right Now. I'm Tom Basile. Yeah, I know we're here at CPAC, but, you know, Republicans are kind of starting to sound like a bit of a broken record or, in more modern parlance, a corrupted music file. Speeches, interviews, social media screeds and advertising all seem to be harping on the same mantra about the state of the nation. But to one measure or another, they're all missing the bigger point. Republicans and conservatives continue to tell the public a lot of things that they already know. Now, that's not necessarily a winning strategy, even if the majority of Americans believe the country is heading in the wrong direction. Agreement on issues in politics doesn't automatically translate into support. For instance, here are five topics the public has made up their minds about already, but Republicans continue to spend precious time restating the problem as if the nation needed convincing. First, Joe Biden's mental capacity is diminished to the point he should not serve 
a second term. Some 80% of us in recent polling believe Mr. Biden is some combination of woefully debilitated, uninspiring, weak, and unfit to serve a second term in office. It is a staggering number. Americans don't need convincing of this point, and calling for cognitive tests is a publicity stunt. Number two, Hunter Biden leveraged his father's position to make money. Yes, people get this. Republicans got off message quickly when it came to Biden's corruption. The focus of the story has far too often been framed by the soap opera of sex and drugs and guns of an obviously damaged person, when it should have been much more about how the Biden family business was selling influence for decades. Either way, Americans realize Hunter Biden is a mess. Number three, Joe Biden intentionally utilized his office to enrich his family members. Public polling also suggests that the majority of Americans are smart enough to appreciate that in some fashion, legal or otherwise, Joe Biden used his position in Washington to make business deals. What will Republicans really do to drain the swamp? No one knows. Number four, the open border is a major concern and the Biden administration is not controlling it. Folks, we have never seen numbers like this on immigration. According to Pew Research, a whopping 78% of Americans see the open border as either a crisis or a major problem. Members of Congress talking about HR2 is a waste of time. They need to articulate what that plan will actually mean. The Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal initially called my plan Bidenomics. I'm not sure they meant it in a totally complimentary way at the time. <laughs> but guess what? It's working. Yeah, but not really. Number five, the Inflation Reduction Act was an excuse to grow government, not put money in the pockets of hardworking Americans. Trillions were spent, government got bigger, and the middle class shrank under Biden. Americans feel it, and they see it. Look, Americans are smarter than the politicians and the media think they are. They feel the symptoms, but the issue is many still don't understand the disease. Joe Biden is a sideshow to the larger threats to American freedom from the far left that now controls him and the Democratic Party. Now, whether he's the nominee or not, the infiltration and the operational control by socialists of every major American institution will remain until we resolve to win that ideological battle. Instead of talking about issues where Americans have already made up their minds, Republicans need to reintroduce the dangers of socialism and Marxism to the public. Great commentary, as always, from Tom Basile, host of America Right Now. That's Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Don't miss it. It almost couldn't be explained any better. Republicans are repeating the same messages to the people that already agree with everything they're saying and are already going to vote for them. Look, I'm a radio guy. Rob Carson is a radio guy, worked with Rush Limbaugh, Greg Kelly as a radio show. My frustration with most of the radio stations that I worked at over the years is that they will play promos about how great the radio station is or pat themselves on the back for certain things, you know, maybe ratings or we're giving away X amount of money. But the only people hearing that are the people that are already listening. Maybe not the best analogy, but if you don't cross promote on another radio station as different listeners or put up billboards, whatever around the city, you're just talking to the same people that are already listening. In this case, it's the same 40% of voters.
Trump has to reach independence. He has to win over some Democrats. I know for most of you, it's hard to believe that anyone would still be supporting President Biden by now, but they are. The support is dropping quick, but most of the polls between Trump and Biden, who I still don't think is going to be the candidate, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole on this edition. I don't think he's going to be the candidate anyway, but the polls are still relatively close. As I said, Biden's approval rating dropped to an all-time low. Trump's widening the gap, but it's still relatively close. Or a lot closer than it should be, let's say that. This is Newsmax's Lydia Serrani. Normally, I start my opening monologue with a question, but today I'm going to start with a statement that at this point, no one with a functioning brain and someone without an ulterior motive can deny this fact. Joe Biden cares more about illegal aliens than he does for Americans. In New York City alone, one in four children there live in poverty. I mean, the greatest city in the world, and 25% of those children are lacking basic needs. The child poverty rate increased 66% from the previous year. If New Yorkers are suffering, what do you think is happening to the rest of the country? And the economy is growing. It's growing. Jobs, income, across the board. We have the most advanced economy of any major nation in the world. Unbelievable. Gaslighting. Good old Joe, as always, lying to the American people. I don't even have to show you all the fancy graphics, right, to show you just how expensive everything has come. Americans are now spending more than 11 percent, 11 percent of their income on food alone, the most in 30 years. And it's not because Americans are eating, uh, eating more. I mean, food suppliers report people are actually buying less and less at the grocery store. This is the United States of America, and Americans can't even afford to buy groceries. Yet you know whose belly our government makes sure is full every single night? Illegal aliens. A CBS News report found that officials spend $64 a day just on meals for illegals. $64 a day just for food for them. That's not including their clothes, health care, their hotel accommodations, and of course spending money, which costs us billions of dollars. One Axios report detailing the ridiculous amounts of our taxpayer dollars being used to take care of all of these millions and millions of people. New York City now boasting it's cut its illegal alien budget to $4.2 billion, with a B for 2024. $4.9 billion for 2025. And another report found, I mean, that it's, it's just getting growing and growing. New York City wants to now give out $1,000 monthly debit cards to illegal aliens. The program will be tested out first with about 500 illegal alien families. The contract costs upwards of $53 million. $53 million that you have kids starving, you have our veterans on the streets, American citizens homeless. Those tens of millions, though, they, they won't be just handed out to, to the illegals. Nope. A company will actually be handling the giveaway. And, of course, they have to get paid, too. That's what this is all about. Show me the money. Lydia Serrani on Sunday Agenda. President Biden is headed to New York City today, which is just a logistical nightmare, landing at JFK International in Queens, then in making his way into Manhattan, New York City, for a campaign event. He's scheduled to return to the White House later tonight. Tomorrow, top congressional leaders will be meeting with the president at the White House on funding for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and the border. 
and Congress only has until the end of the week to pass some legislation to avert a partial government shutdown on Friday, so you already know what's coming with that. You can keep up with all of the news all day, every day on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems. If you're not yet watching Newsmax on Newsmax Plus, go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get signed up for your free trial. It includes all of your favorite shows and hosts like Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, Frontline with Carl Higby, Newsline at Noon with Bianca De La Garza, and more, plus analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, documentaries, special programming, and more. NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Continue to share it with your friends and family. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.